Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. And I could jump in. Or could we just listen to the tunes? The groove. So good. Not easy to catch a groove like this. Are you kidding me? Live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. There he is, the White Flash, everybody. And I'm interested in the idea of our general manager is going with Eric Adams, the, the oh, mayor-elect yeah. of New York City. I good think... Boy. He and New York City are going to be a pivotal case study in the management of America's blue cities, particularly in terms of crime. Yeah, that's a good story. I hate all the attention New York gets whenever they do anything, but it's warranted here. It's a pretty big deal. Big finish. Here we go. It's Friday, you know. Friday. Pow, pow. Familiar with the concept, yes. Of the, uh, the way the work week works? The final day of the working week for most folks, although we certainly tip our cap with respect to you who, who work weekends, as both of us have for many years. Yeah, I always try to point that out to my kids. Uh, my dad worked Saturday for a lot of my life, and uh, a lot of people do. So mm-hmm. um, so they have realistic expectations about life. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I just heard on the news... COVID cases are up in 35 states over the last two weeks. Moving up. Can't do this again, people. Can't, mm. can't do this again. I don't know what's causing it. I don't know what's going on there. Can't do this. We can't be doing this. Authorities are calling for lockdowns. Can't, 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 can't be doing this. Can't, can't. Triple masking. Schools closed. Coronavirus. Oh, my God. Moving up. <laughs> oh, boy. Dr. Cardi there. Oh, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, so those are... Those are, well, one of those is a good topic. The New York City thing's a good topic. The COVID thing's not a good topic. Nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody. Of course, cases continue to be a misleading indicator. Just look at hospitalizations oh, sure. and dead people. Sure. Although the number of dead people is still disturbingly high. Hanging around 1,200 Yeah, every day. Here's the divide, though. You ready for the divide? The great divide, if you will, the great divide mm-hmm. of our time? Those of us who say, okay, there's a respiratory illness. We didn't know it before. We know it now. It's here. It's not going away. It'll probably mutate to being less dangerous, as that is the tendency among viruses. Uh, we got to live with it. Let's plunge on with our lives. Everybody dies. Life is a fatal disease. I'd prefer to do it later rather than sooner. Completely get that. But the idea that there's a new pathogen about, therefore, we must fundamentally restructure our lives. Uh, no. No, thank you. We should start the show officially. Then I got a question for Joe, since he's following this more than I am. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, November 12th. Thanksgiving's two weeks from yesterday. You realize that? Yikes. Uh, The year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's uh, leap into action then officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, the show commences at Mark. Canadian fast food chain Tim Hortons announced a collaboration with pop star Justin Bieber to launch three new flavors of donut holes. When they first come out, they'll be cute, but then they'll become really annoying. Then all of a sudden you'll be like, wait a minute, are these donut holes actually good? Before realizing you are way too old to be enjoying them. <laughs> 
Here's my question. Since you've been following the Rittenhauer trial closer than I have. Uh, close enough to know the man's name is Rittenhouse, for the instance. The Rittenhouse yes. trial. Yes. Sorry. Quite all right. Um, how did it turn into a culture war point? I don't understand how it turned into a culture war thing. I, I feel like this is the culture war trial we would have if this white kid had gone into Kenosha and shot two black people. But since he went in and shot two white people, that happened to be scumbags, it would seem, by the way. Well, he shot three people, killed two people. But Mm -hmm. all three of them, very sketchy backgrounds, not there doing anything good for society. I don't know if you saw the testimony yesterday, but the one one guy that got shot and killed, he was pushing a burning dumpster at cop cars. Yeah. uh, Shortly before the uh, the run-in with uh, Rittenhouse and the shooting. Quite a fine criminal history as well. Yeah, so these aren't decent people. I'm not talking about it from a legal standpoint, all right? Freaking legal mind people, shut the hell up. I'm talking about uh-huh. it as a culture touchstone. <laughs> okay. I know just because a guy over there is a scumbag, I don't get to shoot him. But I mean, as a culture war touchstone, how do two, three not very good citizens, like by a lot in, com- in some cases, who are white, getting shot by another white guy, become a clearly you're on this side or clearly you're on this side culture war thing? Uh, two things, and and feel free to gather your your dogs and cats around the radio because uh, the culture wars have become as dumb as dogs lately. I mean, just so <laughs> oversimplified. But that would get the uh, number one. Go ahead. Number one. Anything sympathetic to the Black Lives Matter riots is good. Anything unsympathetic is racist. Simple as that. In a lot of minds. Secondly, guns are bad. Anybody who has one is bad. The, sh- the, the people that got killed had guns. One of them did. One of them did. And the yeah, other guy, got but the shot other guy had a better gun. So he's badder, according to the left. It's as simple as that. There's no thought applied to it. There's no nuance. There's no, it was probably unwise that he, on the other hand, he was clearly attacked. But, but no, of course not. Are you kidding? Our society's way too dumb for that at this point. By the way, the guy that the Rittenhouse shot who lived, who testified the other day that he had pointed his gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. Changed his testimony on Good Morning America yesterday and said, I didn't point my gun at him. Mm, well, Which, it's, it's not exactly testimony on Good Morning America. Well, yeah, the, me- the, <laughs> media, the media made a big deal of this all day long yesterday in light of this new evidence. <laughs> whoa, 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 now. <laughs> again, again, let's get some definitions straight. I don't believe former New York Giants star Michael Strahan uh, puts you under oath on Good Morning America. Uh, uh, no, no indeed. I don't think he has that power. Yeah, I can go on Good Morning America and claim to be the king of Prussia. That doesn't make it so. I think there's a I have seen this a bunch of times when I have just gotten into the, the the trial in the last couple of days really. But I've seen this a bunch of times where people say, "Oh, just found out that the two people he shot were white. Didn't know that. Assumed they were black." Yeah, based on the rhetoric, mm. you would think that it was one of these racial things. Thank God. There's not race involved, or we'd have cities burned uh, all across America. Well, right. So you had, and, and again, the moral character of the uh, shootees is not really a fundamental fact in the case, okay? Should, it should On be the in a other culture hand, war, though. Well, yeah, I heard a clip of Joy Reid. I probably should have asked for it. She was eulogizing the poor victims of this white supremacist lunatic. White supremacist, by the way, something Joe freaking Biden called the guy. And in in a way, with with a videotape, uh, I think the, the, the family ought to be suing the president for defamation of character. But anyway, uh, Joy Reid, uh, eulogizing the one guy who's a freaking child molester. 
who is trying to beat a young man to death. Tucker Carlson, uh, with, with the line of the week, not kind, probably not fair, but said of that, uh, what was the, what was the one guy's name, the child molester guy? Um, too many names. I can't remember. But he said he, he died as he lived trying to touch a minor without their consent. <laughs> that's pretty good. That is pretty good. But that's worth pointing out. Well, yeah, Again, from the it, culture it makes wars. it all the stranger that the media's portrayal is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got uh, some more on that later as the whole thing's wrapping up. <sighs> if there's an explosion across America of violence over over this, we're, we're, we're really doomed. When the when the verdict comes out, well, well, right, and what makes it? And I'm sorry, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I had a point I wanted to make. The fact that the tone of the media coverage is what it is is so strange. I mean, because, and I stand by what I said. Anything pro the Black Lives Matter riots is good. Anything that was resistant to rioting and burning and looting and killing people is bad. It's especially odd that they're playing that card when we're talking about uh, child molesters and I can't remember a wife beater or whatever who were clearly just rioting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't even mention that part. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Martin Luther King was out there and somebody punched him in the face. Right. Now, these people are there. They're the kind of people that, hey, there's mayhem over there. I'm going to go create mayhem. That's what they were. Angry weirdos. Anywho. Uh, you can always join in the text line, of course, if you have a uh, something else to point out or a disagreement. Text line 415-295-KFTC. How does the mail bag look today? Oh, if we put a, a cover on it, it would sell like the Bible. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, plus, of course, we uh, have clips of the week coming up in a moment. We right? put a huh? cover on it, it would sell like the Bible. <laughs> now, that's a statement. <laughs> the Bible! Oh, yeah, and I'd completely forgotten clips of, uh, clips of the Week, even though I did recognize that Friday is the traditional end of the work week. So Right. And not put those two things together. That's always exciting. That's all on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, Hanson, tell me in my ear, is the, is the Biden clip from yesterday the gaffe in Clips of the Week or not? It's not. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I think that's probably appropriate. Um, but we should play that later. If you didn't hear the big Biden gaffe yesterday, we should mm. play that because that, that came out late in the show and it's, you know... Just so you'll know what people are referencing if you hear people say it. But by the way, CDC just out with announcement they've given up on herd immunity. More details on that to come. Oh, how disappointing to those of us yeah. in the herd. Well, that was the whole point for like most of the pandemic. Now that we've given up on it, apparently. Right. Yeah. So it would seem. Uh, mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Easy in there, Michael. Also have your freedom loving quote of the day. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. Judge Judy, and it's great to be, frankly, winning again. <laughs> you know, I made some comments that, that people might have uh, felt were misleading. Uh, into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection. I have no idea why you would do something like that. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody get a trash can. Somebody get a... Oh, God. Oh, the smell. 
Beijing has built life-size mock-ups of U.S. Navy ships at a missile test range. One looks like a U.S. aircraft carrier. It's not just uh, Biden's approval rating falling generally across the board. It's falling with those specific groups that helped him win office in the first place. For smart people. He apparently passed wind in front of her with a palace source claiming his own emissions were long and loud and impossible to ignore. And it seems to me it is such a self-own to tell people who are worried about the economy that that is white supremacy, right? Mm. You are essentially criminalizing the views of working class Americans. This is kabuki, and I really do think it needs to stop. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. What's a eunuch again? Jack, in days of old, a, a can of sultan would have uh, young boys neutered, have their testicles oh, removed. Oh, jeez, but that was an unpleasant process. Mommy, 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 my tongue is really sore and it really hurts. It feels like skin was coming off. You know, don't get into other subjects. Today in our homeless encampment, they've also become a haven for our drug cartels. They're actually charging that community rent. And once I passed out, he lifted me over the crowd and, you know, basically crowd surfed my unconscious body about four feet to the right where a security guard pulled me over. Describe what happened. <laughs> there were three people right there. My good faith feeling this morning after watching that testimony was you had left the door open a little bit. Now we had something new and I was going to probe it. I have no idea why you would do something like that. Next year is my 40th year in the business. The earth was still cooling, in fact, when I started as a reporter. You know what, with the turtles, it was too diverse. It was too diverse, and no one wants to see that. The movie's rotten, just ask the tomatoes. Just ask the tomatoes, it's rotten. And you can't even get tomatoes anymore because of this awful shipping nightmare that we've got with slow Joe Biden, okay? We never mentioned earlier that Brian Williams announced he's leaving uh, MSNBC. Or is he? Who knows if it's true? I assume. <laughs> <laughs> never forget. I assumed he was retiring from the business, but no, he's apparently looking at other offers. And I just wonder if he's not down with the politics because his show's different than the other shows. Hmm. I just wonder. Or if they're pushing him out because they're not down with his old man politics. Interesting. Yeah, it could be. Chris Matthews style. Yeah. Uh, so uh, executive producer Hansen listening in, it occurs to me we could really use old judge. What's his name in the Rittenhouse trial saying, don't get brazen with me. <laughs> I like that clip. Here's your freedom of and quote of the day. Wrapping up a series, I think, from Margaret Thatcher. Couple of today. There can be no liberty unless there is economic liberty. And I would suggest there can be no economic liberty unless there are property rights. Uh, also, uh, I love this quote from her. Nothing is more obstinate than a fashionable consensus. Mm. Yeah. If people feel like they're part of the group by adopting the popular view of our time, stuff to talk about of it, because really all they have is the desire to belong. There's no logical basis, so you can't, you know, attack the logical basis. Mailbag. Hey. Note from Charlie here. Guys, as to the question of is inflation transitory? Hey, uh, life is transitory, President Brandon. (laughs) Wow. That's a good point. 
Everything's transitory now that you mention it. The sun is transitory. Let's go, Brandon. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Robert writes, love you guys. Love you. I remember the feds invoking wage and price freezes during previous eras of inflation. Is this administration desperate enough and feeling powerful enough to use executive orders to do that again? I, I, I don't know. I gotta believe the courts would intervene, but uh, that's a good question. Not really up on executive order inflation law, Manushank. Got an idea for a new t-shirt, writes Pete. Just sitting here minding my own business, having a late dinner. That's interesting. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the lunkhead governor of California, is not a fan of the late dinner. He's no. more, more, you know, you're, you're. We had an early dinner. That, that's more, that has, that's his style. Uh, just sitting here minding my own business. Advanced. That's right. And had a great idea for new AG t-shirt just in time for the holidays. Here it is, what he suggests. Wokeism is fascism pretending to be enlightenment. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I don't know about the t-shirt, but just as a uh, sentiment, as a phrase, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, if you guys use it, all I ask is a free T-shirt for my sweetheart and me and maybe one of Jack's goats because my yard is a wreck. Wokeism is fascism pretending to be the Enlightenment. That's good. Or Enlightenment in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do we have time for anything else? No, we have time to tell you this. If you ever miss a chunk of the show, an hour of the show, you want to catch up, we have it Armstrong and Getty on demand wherever you download podcasts or do it quick. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Crime in the cities and what's being done about it next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. Yes, the president did say the great Negro at the time. It was a uh, slip of the tongue. He got his words uh, messed up. He was trying to say the great Negro League pitcher is what he wanted to say. He didn't mean the great Negro at the time. No, he is just so ancient he can no longer string together a sentence. He seems to have been, been given the uh, benefit of the doubt by most of the media. I would just say that a president with an R next to their name saying the great Negro at the time with the same unintentional flumble would uh, would have gotten roasted for days hammered <laughs> it would have been an, I, it would have been an election ads next presidential election i did see one attempt in right-wingy media the headline was president goes from respectful to racist in veterans yeah, day come on but but you know and that's idiotic it is disingenuous it's dishonest and yet again if a republican president did it that is exactly the headline you would see on cnn true so need to tell you about rivian the electric car company that's now worth more than a whole bunch of, worth more than General Motors. As wow. of yesterday. You probably have never even heard of them. We'll tell you about that coming up. It's what happens when the government starts messing in the free market. It's just what happens. It's pretty interesting. Next segment. So a couple of stories about urban decay and an effort to turn it around. First of all, as we span the continent, a quick look into the West Coast. The uh, University of California Bears, Cal, as they're they're known affectionately, their game against USC was postponed Tuesday after all sorts of uh, the Cal Bears tested positive for Fauci's hot and sour bat fever. 
Um, and uh, and and a lot of them are are in trouble because they didn't get tested the way they're supposed to, and that sort of thing. I love this line from senior defensive lineman Luke Paquette. Um, he and the quarterback were frustrated with the university health services, et cetera. Quote: uh, University health services told us we could be arrested for refusing to test as vaccinated individuals with no symptoms. Okay, they're vaccinated. They have no symptoms. The the University Health Service said they could be arrested for refusing a test. He said, if I understand correctly, I can go to San Francisco, steal a bunch of items in a Walgreens and not be arrested. Hmm. However, if I refuse a test in Berkeley, I can be. Tell you what, son, the minute you're out of school, I will hire you or give you a high five or, or whatever. Well said, my lad. Well said. Unfrickin' believable. Speaking of San Francisco. Uh, readers were stunned when the San Francisco Chronicle actually asked in their website slash newspaper, quote, residents and city leaders are searching for answers amidst uh, rampant crime. Should they tolerate burglaries as part of city living and focus on barricading homes? <laughs> who who ever considers tolerating burglaries ever? Wait a minute. There's more. You're right. You're absolutely right. But should repeat offenders, these are repeat Burglars, friends. Should repeat offenders get rehabilitation services or be incarcerated so they can't commit more crimes? Two men with long criminal histories got caught for stealing bikes. What should San Francisco do about them? They asked in pained tones, just confused. Throw them in jail for as long as you can. That would be my answer. I would say dab up your unicorn's tears and 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 suck the suck them out of the cloth you used for their magical healing powers, friends. That's what you should do, you bunch of friggin' nut jobs. Unbelievable! This is an actually uh, the piece explores the city's pursuit for criminal justice reform while debating quote how to manage the rates of property crime that for years have been among the highest in the nation. And, of course, Twitter reacted the way Twitter should, including some fairly, uh, you know, substantial humans who you may have cause of. Uh, or I'm sorry, you may have heard of. I'm trying to read while I talk. Think about how far gone the city of San Francisco must be for its major newspaper to write the first sentence below as if it's a reasonable civic, civic question. Should we just get used to burglaries and barricade ourselves in our house? A couple of people talked about how many friends and, and loved ones have fled the city and that they have to be next. Predictable. So moving along to a rather notable conversation that just took place in New York City, Gotham, between a so-called Black Lives Matter uh, activist, Hawk Newsom, and the mayor-elect, Eric Adams. First of all, let's hear from... uh, Eric Adams, who is the mayor-elect because he ran on Law & Order in 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 the bluest city as you can get in America. Absolutely true. So first, uh, clip a what? Oh, I've got the wrong list in front of me. The... uh, the, uh, the the Hawk Newsom clip, Michael, I think is 11. If they think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, then we're going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. Keeping in mind inciting a riot is a crime. He was debating the plan for a return to tougher policing with Adams. Now... Adams, the mayor-elect who ran on cracking down on the rampant, dangerous crime in New York City, which was, until Bill de Blasio took over, one of the safest cities in the world, per capita. Black guy, former cop, saying, no, 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 not defund the police, refund the police. Right, right. 
Uh, so he said to ignore the history of, of uh, some of the excesses. They're talking about the anti-crime squad, which was a substantially plainclothes unit, which was absolutely involved in some of the cases that everyone g- condemned as being wrong. The choking death of Eric Garner, uh, the death of Am- Amadou Diallo, who was shot. He had a cell phone in his hand, etc. But Adams, through his campaign, promised to bring back a reinvented version of the anti-crime unit that was tasked with firearm busts as well as a crackdown on violent crime and hard drugs. Oh, remind me, I have a hard drugs thought to throw in. Um, to me, it's perfect. A guy saying, we had a squad, we had policies that made the city safe. There were excesses that were regrettable. You removed the squad. And the policies, and now the city is incredibly unsafe. A shocking rise in crime that everybody hates. So what we're going to do is revisit those policies, refine them, take a hard look at the excesses, and make sure we prevent them. And this guy, because BLM is not about logic, it's not about policy, it's not about good governance, it's about power, and it's about Marxism. So this guy says, we'll be at his front door, we'll be at Gracie Mansion, we'll be in the streets if he allows the police to abuse us. Well, he's not saying he's going to. There will be riots and fire and bloodshed. Okay, fine, fine. You know, congratulations all you corporations that poured tens of millions of dollars into this crazed Marxist organization. Yeah, no kidding. Fools. Unbelievable. At one point during the meeting, the mayor-elect grew agitated with New Hawk's sister, who's also a uh, activist quote-unquote, who said, politicians shuck, jive, and use rap quotes. We don't make real changes. You need to be corrected, Adam said, talking over it. You need to be corrected based on what you're saying. Don't tell me I need to do this. Say, we need to do this. I put my body on the line for my community. So I'm not here for folks to come and say, I'm going to hold you accountable. No, it's us, us working together, etc. So I wish the guy well. I think his... His progress, his success, his failure are going to be watched very, very closely, and uh, and I think they could be, uh, they could do a powerful amount of good. Well, it's the history of mankind that when uh, when there's enough disorder, people are willing to put up with practically anything to have order return. In this case, uh, it's it's in uh, in the form of Eric Adams, who's just a good, decent citizen who wants law and order. But you've seen it around the world where they, they are welcoming the Taliban in a lot of those villages because they've had disorder for so long, the Taliban is better than this. You saw it in uh, in Iraq when they were allowing... ISIS, Al-Qaeda is better than just the mayhem we have here. So people will, 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 will welcome anything to have order return to their city right right so and there's no indication that this guy's over the top or no, fascist or no. pro beatings or anything like that he seems like a you know a straight shooter no just my point is if if crime gets bad enough if disorder gets bad enough people want that to end at any cost and so the fact that new york as blue as it is is turning toward law and order is not surprising to me they've had enough of it when is it going to happen for san francisco and portland and seattle and la and lots of places right exactly that is the question but Black Lives Matter wants the, the police to go away, wants prisons to go away and jails to go away. They don't have a shred of common sense on their side. And yet, you know, the, the giant donations. So anyway, my hard drugs note that I wanted to throw in real quickly. We, among very, very few others, have been talking about the new meth that's on the street. 
Big, giant article uh, in the Atlantic, an excerpt from a brand new book. We're working to interview the author in one of our extra-large podcasts. And and the book's about fentanyl and hard drugs, but it's also about this new meth that when the cartels couldn't get ephedrine anymore, they started to make it with a different chemical process so they could keep their enormous profits going from the streets of uh, the blue cities where meth has been essentially legalized. The problem with this new chemically, uh, the, the new chemical composition is that it rots people's brains. It causes severe mental illness problems quickly. Not after years of rampant abuse, but after weeks. It's incredibly dangerous, okay? If you're not up to speed on this. So I was talking to a, uh, a gentleman yesterday who is in, he works in a drug, uh, rehab, uh, the addictions center of a hospital. And I said, hey, it's it's funny I should run into you. I explained what I just explained. And he said, no, I haven't seen that article. I haven't heard that. But he said, all of a sudden, we have, and it's a very, very recent phenomenon, people who can no longer speak. They're meth addicts, but they can't speak, which was one of the things the article in The Atlantic was talking about. He said, we have people that can't write their names. and And we've been wondering, what the hell is going on? And he mentioned another several symptoms that are mentioned in this article. I can't believe all of America isn't talking about this. This is why you have crazy junkies clogging your streets and parks and sidewalks. This is why it has gotten so much more dangerous to walk down the street. And, you know, it used to be you walk by a bunch of beggars or whatever, and usually nothing happened. Now they start screaming at you and throwing things at you. That's that's probably this drug. And and look, let's let's remove the question of sympathy or culpability or, or anything from the equation. Everybody's trying to figure out who are all these bums and junkies, quote unquote, homeless people. And the question's often asked. We've asked it. Are they just mentally ill, which is a terrible situation, and I am more than willing to help a mentally ill person. Are they drug addicts? Are they mentally ill because they're drug addicts? Well, a substantial answer has been laid in our laps. These tweakers are rotting their brains. It's an all-out emergency. It's DEFCON 1 on America's streets, and nobody's talking about it. We need to crack down hard on meth. And I'm a libertarian. I don't care if you get high all day long. But we have to crack down on this meth because it is killing thousands of Americans, and it is ruining ruining America's cities. I wish I'd hear one more news outlet mention it other than us. Then I would think maybe it's uh, gaining some traction. Haven't heard a word of it anywhere. Yeah, we've got to get this guy on. We've got to do a podcast with him and then chop it up and get it on the air. I mean, this this might be the headline for America's cities, and it's getting no traction because Trump's not involved, and it's not about race. The defense rested in the Rittenhouse trial. Did they actually ask him about how many confirmed kills he had in the video game Call of Duty? Oh my God! We'll I think get, the prosecution did. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into prosecution. Sorry, the uh, we'll get into that in hour two of the Armstrong and Getty show. But next, I want to talk about this new car, electric car company that came online yesterday. Are you familiar with this? I just heard the name for the first time like a week ago. It's worth more than General Motors already. What? Yeah, that's how weird. Well, part of it is because the government gets involved in electric cars. I'll explain that to you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, um, 
a, a well-known lefty pundit, part of the chattering classes, says he thinks Rittenhouse is uh, innocent and was just defending himself uh, on Twitter last night. Twitter contacts him and asks if his account has been hacked. That's how astounded they were <laughs> that anybody could come to a different conclusion than what their politics are. Moo. Stay in the herd. Moo. So more on that and some of the interesting stuff that came out of the trial to kick off hour two of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. A couple of business news things for you from the Wall Street Journal. One, Johnson & Johnson is splitting up, which I'm happy to see. I've always liked Johnson, but Johnson sucks. I mean, Johnson has their act together and some of the best products in the world. But mm. Johnson, what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, they idiot. couldn't. They're, they're idiots. Please. They're nothing Please. but a drain on society, Johnson. Johnson, on the other hand, I'm happy to put all my money in. Um, as soon as that split happens, I will, uh, I will jump on board. Here's a company that you've never even heard of, probably. I just, I'm, so I'm super into electric cars now. I bought a Tesla. I drove a Tesla to work today. So I'm like really into the whole idea of electric cars and how it's going to affect America and when it's coming and all that sort of stuff. And I just last week became aware of Rivian, which is an electric car company that's just come on the scene. And I was looking at one of the trucks, thought, oh, wow, that looks pretty cool and everything like that. Well, it debuted this week as a company. It is now worth more than General Motors. If you'd asked me whether Rivian was a car, a uh, sparkling water, or a constipation uh, treatment, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Ask your doctor about Rivian. Yes, well, Rivian has sold 156 vehicles so far. 156,000, you mean? 156, <laughs> almost entirely to their own employees. So, there's really no profit there. Um, Gosh, in my life, I've probably sold a dozen vehicles. <laughs> right. No kidding. <laughs> Between the two of us, we might be half of Rivian. Um, $100 billion stock offering for Rivian this week. It's been around for 12 years. They've still only sold 156 vehicles. When Tesla went public in 2010, Tesla, which is worth more than the next nine car companies combined, one of the most uh, valuable companies in the world, you know Tesla. When it went public in 2010, it reported $93 million in revenue, was valued at under $2 billion. Rivian has sold 100 and f- whatever I said, 60 cars total, almost no r- revenue, but euphoric investors rushed in this week, and at $120.5 billion now, that's the value of Rivian now. $120.5 billion. It is now a past many of the other automakers, for instance, General Motors, which is only worth $89 billion. Again, in case you're not following the numbers. General Motors, about $90 billion. Rivian, which you've never heard of, worth $120 billion. Rivian has sold 100-some cars. General Motors, last year alone, sold about 7 million vehicles. Wouldn't? You, as an investor, think, well, GM can gear up and sell electric cars uh, quicker and greater volume than Rivian. There's a bunch of things going on here. Uh, Take the Democrats' $4 trillion spending bill, says the Wall Street Journal, which includes a 30% business tax credit for EVs, the subsidy which will uh, benefit all these different companies, which are looking to go electric. Amazon, for instance, is going to go electric. One of the reasons Hertz is going electric and bought all those Teslas is they get such a kickback from the government for going with electric vehicles, that it ends up being worth something to them. And Amazon's going to do the same thing, and they're eyeing Rivian. But well, it's- I, 
I was just going to say, I came across the, an article the other day. I wish I had it in front of me. We was talking about how if uh, old Joe Biden gets his goal and everybody's driving an electric car, or a substantial number of people are, we're going to have to vastly expand the output of the electric grid. Oh, by yeah. Which yeah, is no going to be, given the state of the technology, absolutely about fossil fuels. Yeah, so General Motors is saying, "Hey, hey, hey, wait a second here." And so they're they're uh, they 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 interviewed uh, Barra, the woman that runs General Motors for the government has gotten so involved in the electric vehicle market and has promised so many things in the future that it's just it's not like a normal market in any way anymore. So huh. everybody so all these investors betting on the fact, yeah, in fact, Rivian has in their own um information that you get when you look into the company, they mention the fact that uh the idea of general uh, uh, combustion combustion engines is going to go away. So part of their selling point is they're going to outlaw those vehicles. Right. So it's all about government intervention in the market that's driving up this price to just unbelievable levels. Right. We're moving to a place where, and this is one of the, the key problems with socialism, the key uh, aptitude, ability, is not to innovate to create a better product, a product people want to make better things. The key is to anticipate government policy yep. and line up and suck on the government teat. Yeah. How do you like that? Hello, Soviet States of America. Well, and when the government starts, you know, pushing winners and losers different directions, you end up with worse products and not what the public wants, and it messes up the free market in all kinds of different ways. Well, and gee, what might people do to make sure they're one of the winners? Rampant corruption? Hmm? If you miss an hour, catch it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.